Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Blossoming Britney Podcast. I believe this is episode eight. I'm actually fairly certain that this is episode eight because I have recorded three different episode eights, but I think that this is the one that I'm actually going to upload. So thank you so much for tuning in um, and spending a few minutes with me. Um, I don't know how you found this podcast, if it was through social media or through um, the blog or if it was even through one of your awesome friends sharing this podcast, but either way, I just want to say thank you for taking your time to listen um, as I share a few things. Um, Before I get into today's podcast, there's a couple quick things that I did want to share. As listeners, I'm going to ask for your support on a couple quick things. Um, The church that I go to is Advanced Church Columbus here in Columbus, Ohio, and we are um, working to send our youth on the very first missions trip that our church has ever done. And it's a huge thing because it's something that God has mandated for us to do. He's something that he's challenged us to do to commission us to fulfill the great commission, Matthew 28, 19, um, by sending these kids out to Mexico, um, this coming up July, but we need your financial support. So if you are able to donate, I don't know, $5, $10, whatever God puts on your heart, um, every dollar that is given will help to support the mission, um, of, you know, the, the mission of the kingdom of God and the mission of our church. So I put a link in the description box of this podcast. I'm just asking that you support um, what God is doing. So that is the only thing that I'm going to say for as far as, you know, support, get that out the way. And now today's podcast. Um, so let me think about this, how I want to dive in only because this one's a little, it's not tricky. It's just something that I think as Christians, we have to switch our mindset. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Bible study and my pastor said something and it's stuck with me pretty much ever since. He said that God is calling for us to serve him, to serve God without conditions, to make our yes be yes without conditions. So often, you know, as Christians, we serve God for what we can get from him, not for any other reason, but we serve him kind of um, like in an attempt to manipulate him. Um, we, you know, well, God, I'll pray today because if I pray, you know, seven days in a row, this is me exaggerating, but if I pray seven days in a row, then that means that you have to enter my prayers. God, I'll serve you as long as, you know, in the future, you'll give me the business or I'll serve you, God, as long as, you know, um, or I'll remain pure and I won't sleep around as long as there's a spouse for me in the future or God, you know, I'll be happy today as long as you bless me tomorrow. And we serve God with these conditions that are unbiblical. 
Like we serve God for him to be like genie God instead of being God, God, the God who is sovereign, the God who's in control and the God like who makes the decisions. And we expect to get things from God that he never promised. Um, I think that the that, you know, Western Christianity has gotten it all wrong So many people come to Christ because they want him to fix their lives and to make their lives better. But in reality, we're not, we're supposed to be made more like Christ and to die to our lives. So it's like, you know, whatever God gives us, whatever the outcome, he's still God, whatever our lives turn out to be and whatever it looks like, he's still God. And we ought to still serve him with our whole heart, with our whole life, with our whole, with every fiber of our being, no matter what it looks like. Our, you know, American Christianity has this mindset that every, once you come to Christ, that everything is supposed to be like picture perfect and everything is supposed to be sunshine and rainbows. But that's not the case. If you take time and look in your Bible, there were those that trusted the Lord, that served him and loved him wholeheartedly. And sometimes their lives were just flat out in shambles, like stuff, bad stuff happened to them consistently. If you look at Paul in the New Testament, like Paul was going through all kinds of stuff all the time. He was beaten. He was jailed. He was like ostracized. He was ran out of towns just for preaching the gospel and doing what he was called to do. And we never considered that that is part of what we've been called to do. Some of us, all of us actually have been called to suffer for Christ. The Bible says, if you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. Jesus told his disciples that if you want to follow me, that you have to take up your cross. And we hear that, but we don't think about what the cross actually means and what it represents. In that day, when Jesus said that to his disciples, a cross was a form of death and punishment for the worst of criminals. When um, someone was hung on the cross, they were hung in a position um, that was brutal. That was, it wasn't a, a, a quick death. It was a slow death. The way that they hung them on the cross, they hung them with their arms up higher. Um, essentially, their arms are up higher than their head. And when you hold your arms up like that, it makes it hard for you to breathe. And it's a slow, painful death because your lungs begin to collapse and you can't breathe and you're suffering. Like you're, you're literally suffocating and like the, the, um, Lord, what's the word? The mechanics of a cross, like the way it's designed, there's a a place for them to kind of push their feet up so that way they can catch their breath. Like, and they could try to breathe even though, you know, they're suffering and they're dying throughout this process. And like Jesus told his disciples to take up their cross, to take up this way of suffering, to take up this life and let that, let that be your, your context. Let that be your life, not the blessings, not, you know, all the, the, the ancillary stuff that comes from serving God, but whatever, 
um, the song, it reminds me of the song, It Is Well With My Soul, the original hymn. He says, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. This man who wrote that, that hymn, he had lost his wife and his daughter, and he's still able to sing, it is well with my soul. Like, God, no matter what happens, no matter what comes, I still trust you. I'm still able to say that. My soul is well. And, you know, as we serve God, we have to remember that as long as our soul and our salvation is secure, anything else that comes, thank God, whatever the outcome, whatever good, bad or indifferent, I thank you that my soul is secure. I think about the Hebrew boys, um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they in, in the book of Daniel, they were um, sentenced to the fiery furnace because they would not bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar. And I encourage you to go read the story in the book of Daniel. I'm not going to get into all the details. There's just one thing that they say that I want to point out. When they um, were presented with the opportunity to bow down or be thrown in the furnace, they said that, Our God is well able to save us. But this right here is what they said that I want us to remember and want us to keep in mind. They said, but even if he doesn't, we will never bow down. They were saying, even if I have to go through suffering, even if God doesn't save me, even if my life doesn't turn out the way that I thought, the way that I had planned. But even if he doesn't, he's still God. He still gets the glory. He's still worthy because he saved my soul. He's still worth me serving him. He's still worth me having joy. He's still worth it. And until we get up, but even if he doesn't in our heart and in our mind, we will always have shaky faith. We'll always, you know, be up and down in our relationship with God. One day we'll be mad at him because he's not doing for us what we think he should be doing. I was talking to my pastor today because he preached on on this subject in, 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 a, in essence. But we were talking about it. And one of the things he said that kind of struck a chord in my heart was, how dare we be mad at God? When he sent his only son to die for us and to do what only he could do. When Jesus gave up his, he gave up everything that he gave up to come and to live in the flesh and to be here to save us. How dare we say that he failed us? How dare we think that he's not doing enough for us when what he did was more than enough. He paid a debt that we would never be able to pay. He paid a debt that we there's I could live a thousand lifetimes and not have enough to pay back the debt that I owed, the sin debt that was created. And I can't even blame it all on, you know, being born in sin and shaped in iniquity, blah, blah, blah. Like not blah, blah, blah. But seriously, like but even still, I can't blame it all on that. Listen, I lived a sinful life before Christ. I have my own list of sins like that I committed even after Christ there's more that you can add to that list 
And just to know that Christ came and he died for all of my sins, past, present, and future. So everything is covered. Like, talk about awesome. But how dare I be mad at God for something like, well, I, I should be I should be married by now. Yeah, right. How in the world? Who said? Society says. I say because I'm mad at my the, the time frame of my life because I'm 30 and I've never been married. And, you know, I'm I've been single and celibate for the past five years. Man, get out of here. Seriously. Like, we have to, as believers, get past that stuff. We don't serve God for those things. We should not serve him for those things. We serve him because he saved us from our sins and reconciled us to God and gave us back what we what was rightfully ours our relationship with God anything else that comes after that thank you good bad ugly or indifferent thank you God you saved my soul and that is more than enough I know that this this type of thinking this type of you know relationship with God this isn't easy because because it, it requires you to change the way that you think. It requires you to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in you and make you think differently about what you do and why you do and how you, you serve God. Are you are the things that you're doing for God, are you doing that to manipulate him towards your will and your agenda? Or have you allowed the Holy Spirit to help you line yourself up under the will and the plan and the agenda of, of Christ Jesus. Our job, our role is to align our will with his, to divorce our will, our dreams, our vision, our plan for our lives for his. And whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like, whatever it comes with, our job is to say, thank you, God. And to continue to serve him wholeheartedly. And once we understand this, once we get this, you know, our lives will become better. Because we won't be worried about the stuff that doesn't matter. We won't be concerned with the things that are, you know, of this life anyway. The Bible tells us to set your sights on things above and not on things of this earth. Are, are the things that you're, you know, pining after or the things that you're holding God hostage with, are they things of this earth or are they things of heaven? I guarantee you that they're things of this earth, so you don't even really have to answer that question. But let the Holy Spirit in to help you change your heart and change your mind and repent. We got to repent for holding God hostage of things that he never said. Holding God hostage to things that he never promised. To repent means to change your mind. Not just to say sorry and keep harboring stuff in your heart. No, but to change, to turn and to change your ways. So repent. Let the Holy Spirit do the work in you. And really begin to serve God with no conditions. Like I said, the hymn writer said, whatever. 
whatever my lot, whatever comes my way, God, it is well with my soul. My salvation is securing you. And I thank you because, God, that is more than enough. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for this understanding, God, that you are good and that you are great regardless of what happens. Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to search our hearts and search our minds for the things in us that are not like you, the things in us that make us, that pull our hearts and minds away from you. Help us to refocus on what is the most important, and that is the fact that you saved our soul. Father, help us to divorce ourselves from things that keep us from serving you without conditions. Lord, I I pray that you begin to take preeminence in our heart and in our minds. Take your rightful place, O God. Let us, to re- let us remember, God, that you are our one thing, that you are the thing that keeps us going and that only you can satisfy our hearts. Only you can satisfy our longings. Only you can fill those voids in our life. Let us know, God, that the things of this earth don't matter. Let us remember, God, that they don't matter and that only you matter, only your mission and only your purpose and only knowing you and being known of you matters. Help us, God, to follow after you wholeheartedly and help us to seek your face in a new way. Help us to seek you, God. Let us get in our heart and in our mind, God, that even if you never do another thing for us, that you've done more than enough. God, I just pray for those who are listening to this podcast. I pray, God, that you give them a peace and resolve to follow you. Whatever comes their way, whatever comes our way, God, let us know that you and you alone are worth serving no matter what. God, I lift you up. I lift you high. I praise and I magnify you just for being God. And I thank you in Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen. As always, I pray that this podcast blessed you. I pray that, you know, it helps you to deepen your relationship with God. I hope I pray that it helps you to see him clearer and that you get more revelation of who he is and who he called you to be and what he's calling you to do. Um, as if you want to connect with me, if you have questions or if you want to talk more about today's podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at Haya, H-I-Y-A, Haya at BlossomingBrittany.co. You can find me on social media at BlossomingBrittany, or you can uh, click the contact button on the blog, which is BlossomingBrittany.co. If you have not already, please subscribe to this podcast. Um, Share it with your friends and your family who you feel like may benefit from this. Um, But I just pray that God blessed you in this time, in this short, I don't know how many minutes, uh, 20 minutes. So I guess it's not that short, <laughs> but in this 15, 20 minute podcast, I just pray that, you know, you found him and that you're able to, you know, grow cl- closer with him. That is my goal. And everything I say and everything I do that we grow more like him. So this is a perfect time to say what I always say. Um, let us grow together I was like what did I always say that's funny I'm sleepy let's grow together as we grow in him until next time
Thank you for listening.